Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Emma Kniebuhr. Good morning, everybody. Um, So great to see you all today. Um, So this passage is from Colossians um, 3, verses 1 to 4. So I'm just going to start by reading that. And the title of that is Living as Those Made Alive in Christ. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So this passage is all about transformation. Here Paul is encouraging the Colossians that they have found their salvation in Christ, but he is also exhorting the Colossians to let this relationship with Christ call them to a new way of life. He is challenging them to keep on seeking that finding Christ is just the start of their relationship with him. Paul challenges them to continually seek God's heavenly ways and for them to set their hearts on things above so that their behaviour and conduct will be gradually yet steadily transformed into one pleasing to God. And the same applies for us today. But how might we be transformed from our old ways? Sometimes I feel a great responsibility as a Christian to get everything right, to act in the right way and say the right things. Each interaction and decision we make is an opportunity to invite God in and be led by his spirit. Yet all too often we all make mistakes. We slip up and say something or act in a certain way which we instantly regret. And this can be disheartening. The sobering reality is that we are all human and that no matter how much we seek God, we will always fall short. But the good news is that no matter how far we turn away from God in our ways, there is no condemnation in Christ. His grace is sufficient for us. And here Paul is provoking us to feel that deep sense of gratification to Christ for our own salvation through him. Our human disposition to mess up only highlights our reliance on Christ to bring us back into union with our Heavenly Father. See how many times Paul mentions Christ just in this short passage. He points back to Christ four times in four verses. Paul has centred his teaching around Christ, demonstrating how we should also centre our lives around Christ and submit to his ways. So how can we be transformed? Well, it's through letting the thanksgiving of God's grace inspire us to live every conscious hour influenced by the thought of the Lord's return. But the evidence of our own hearts and minds being transformed is shown through the transformation of our actions. However, I think that Paul and Jesus would both be aware that the transformation of our minds does not happen overnight. Richard Buse explains this transformation as a sort of gradual change, a redirection of our thinking. I was listening to one of his sermons the other day and he quoted John Newton, who once said, A Christian is not of hasty growth like a mushroom, but rather like the oak, 
the progress of which is hardly perceptible, but in time becomes a great deep-rooted tree. And this particular analogy really comforted me, knowing that even when our transformation might seem slow, that Christ is working through us, renewing our minds and our motivations, and through seeking God daily in our everyday lives, constantly looking upwards and drawing close to him, allowing Christ to be the centre and the source of all of our joys, we too will be like that magnificent oak tree with deep roots in Christ. So now we know how we can be transformed, but some may ask why? Why should we seek Christ and be transformed by him? And the answer is because we were indeed raised with Christ. Some people who struggle to give their lives to Christ have a fear of being disillusioned that they may spend their whole lives focusing on a false reality. But Paul comforts us, comforts us here by saying, no, we can be certain and we can have a confident expectancy in what is to come because of what Christ has done for us. So by dying to ourselves, we're not losing out, we're gaining. Paul wanted us to see that we aren't losing our freedom by submitting to God's teaching. We're actually finding and keeping our freedom by submitting to the rule of Christ. We are made alive. We are free from religious systems or social constructs. Our authority is centred around Christ. And for that reason, Paul urges us to keep going, to keep seeking, no matter where we are on our journeys. John Newton, another quote from him, he also once said, I am not what I ought to be. I am not what I wish to be. I am not what I hope to be. But by the grace of God, I am not what I, I am not what I was. And we as Christians have received God's grace so that we can have a relationship with him again. And it's because of this that we should continue to vigorously pursue and develop this relationship by seeking things above, not letting ourselves be drawn back to our old ways or distracted by the world, but by letting the joy of the Lord transform our hearts, our minds and our actions. I'm just going to finish with a prayer. Yeah, Lord Jesus, we just thank you so much that you love us and that you came to save us and that we are raised with you, Lord Jesus. And Lord, I just pray for each one of us that we would be like that oak tree being steadily transformed into your image. And Lord, I just pray for each of us that our roots would grow so deep in you, Lord Jesus, and that we'd be transformed from the inside out. And I pray that in your mighty name. Amen. This morning on HTC Daily, we read Psalm 34 verses 8 to 10, and we use these verses to help us pray prayers of thanks to God. We particularly thank God for his goodness, for his provision, and for the strength that he gives us. We then went on to pray for the food bank, and we thank God for each guest that will be coming along to the food bank today. We thanked God for his provision for the food bank so far, and we prayed that we would continue to receive enough donations. We also prayed for all the team and the volunteers who help at the food bank each week. Then after Emma came to speak to us, um, we prayed all about wanting to have deep roots that grow in Christ. And we asked for God's help to put Christ first in all areas of our lives. We also asked for his help to resist the temptations of the world. And we prayed that we may let the joy of God's grace fill us with gratification. <laughs>